Hi, I'm Colin. And I'm Bert. This is Dabbing with Washington Artists. The idea is simple. Six questions. And six dabs. As we get to know the artists behind the art that makes Washington, Washington. So sit back and light those torches. Because this is Dabbing with Washington Artists. Hi, my name is Eric Gillenblad, and I'm an artist, a guitar player. I just moved here from Minnesota, and I was able to come onto this podcast, which was super cool. And yeah, I make music, I make ski chairs into art. Like, I take old downhill skis and I make it into art. I make chairs and benches, and I make music. I'm a guitar player. Um, I'm always learning, always up to collab with artists, and I'm thankful to be on the show. For today's series of dabs, we will begin our smoke session with the blueberry cookies, an ice cream cake, and a forbidden fruit, and we will round out the interview with a Georgia pie, a Caesar's punch, and a pineapple glue. All right, today we are with Eric Gillenblad. Eric, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We really appreciate having you on here. Excellent. Thanks for having me, guys. Bert, what do we have for dab? So, for number one, we have blueberry cookies. Blueberry cookies is an indica-dominant hybrid known for its distinct taste of berries and roasted nuts and tendencies to leave the smokers calm and relaxed. We found a gram of this saucy wax at a shop in 112th Street in Everett. Oh, this is the blue, yeah. Yeah, this is blueberry cookies. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Excellent. First question we love to ask everybody is, what role does cannabis play in your creative process? Sure, so for me, cannabis just really helps to facilitate the creative flow, I guess. It kind of just puts things in perspective more, or it helps me kind of tune into, especially if I'm writing music or just writing lyrics, like kind of just slows things down or just gives you a good state of mind or comprehension to facilitate the creative writing process Absolutely. for myself anyway yeah. that's just me it's different for everybody you know but i've always enjoyed using cannabis um in my creative arts um i just feel it opens different chambers in your mind or it just kind of facilitates with the process makes it a lot smoother yeah, for me anyway but yeah. uh do you remember like the first time you, you got towards your like i feel like i could do something with this yeah i mean i used to just you know i was always kind of the band kid in school um but i've always used cannabis responsibly to i mean music like it would just get together with my buddies and be like hey man you got a quarter you know and then (laughs) um just burn and just make music just you know share pass around a bowl and uh all right let's let's get stony and get inspired here and write some music so yeah for number two, you know, let me go ahead and start passing this around now while I'm loading it. Um, is the uh, ice cream cake? Ooh. Yeah. Ice cream cake is an indica dominant strain known for its rich terpene profile of vanilla and sugar cane, and tendencies to leave the smoker calm and euphoric. We picked up a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop in Bothell Everett Highway in Everett. Yeah, like, he's not afraid to hit it. <laughs> Very nice. That was delicious. Awesome. Yeah, really. uh, what did you like about it? 
you can just taste like that earthy kind of what about like pininess or like, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's smooth it's really smooth all right uh we, we've had to modify our, our second question a little bit because you you from what we understand move around quite a bit yeah um, i do so uh you recently moved to washington from right. minnesota yes uh how has the Washington art scene been treating you? And uh, would you say you've noticed like any differences between here and Minnesota? Um, so what I noticed right away, I went to a like an organic food co-op and they had like Alex Jones and Android Jones calendars, which I saw right away, which I'm a huge fan of their art. And just to see that in like a local store was like, okay, like, and just there's a lot of murals like paintings around the cities that are really cool because i'm like from a super small town in minnesota gotcha. um really small which i love it i have really good friends and family back there it just is a there's a, a lot more diversity a lot more culture it's much different because i basically came from like a super small kind of in the woods up north in minnesota like cabiny vibe to like a huge city mm -hmm. so it's it's cool though i like to experience different areas it's just like I feel like there's a lot more opportunity to meet with artists and network with new people out here. And with COVID, I'm just praying that this, you know, ends for everybody. Cause oh, sure. What, yeah. what I miss the most is just open mics and like yeah. being able to yeah. meet people and like, you know, just smoke or have a few drinks if that's your thing or just go for the music and just for the, you know, the culture and just to meet, meet artists in that scene. But I feel like, like just doing this interview right now, it just is, it's really cool you guys are having me on because I've just been like, how do I get my art out to people? Or like, how do I reach more artists Absolutely. and musicians? Especially because I just moved here and with COVID going on, it's hard to meet. I'm more For of sure. an in-person person, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's cool though. I, bigger city, different change of pace, but... I enjoy it. All right. So for number three, yes, uh, we have we Forbidden have... Fruit. Forbidden Fruit is an indica-dominant hybrid with a complex and rich terpene profile with hints of musk, cherries, and fruitiness, and has a tendency to leave the smoker couch-locked. We found these sugary diamonds at a shop on 7th Avenue in Linwood. You definitely like to keep yourself busy. Absolutely. Uh, as an artist, you've got your furniture, uh, candles, and you've also got music and travel. Yeah. Um, how has COVID uh, affected your ability to produce music or, or to create art? So COVID and art. Um, I've been a, back in Minnesota. I worked at a resort and I did bartending and I did hospitality for a while. I was always a really busy guy and I never had a lot of time to work on art and music. I did, but I was so busy with my job working at a resort. Um, basically COVID hit and then, you know, all the events stopped happening. So everyone was laid off and that gave me time, however, to be like, okay, now that I have all this free time, how can I channel this into entrepreneurship or something productive or get back to my roots and like get back to my passion. <laughs> and I had a bunch of old skis in the garage because I'm a downhill skier oh. and they had the ski swap in Minnesota where you like 
go there and they sell old skis and old boots. And I was like, I want to go skiing. So I went to go to the ski swap. And then in this met, meant for like the landfill, they had all these old rising old skis and they're just going to throw them away. There's like 15 of them. They're from the local ski hill to recycle them. And I was thinking, I'm like, I could take those and make those into chairs. <laughs> and I had this idea where I was like, I can take these, repurpose the material. It's, you know, good for the environment and it's creative. Yeah. And then they just sat in my parents' um, garage for like four months because I got them before, you know, COVID. This is in like November. It's like a garage, ski swap thing. And then they were just sitting in the garage and then I was working and then COVID hit and then COVID hit and I'm just like, now I have time to build, do things with these. So I called up my buddy and my friend Christian, he's a really good carpenter. Um, you know, he's had this vision of entrepreneurship for forever with carpentry and just fine woodworking. And I was like, Hey buddy, can I come over and use your garage? You know, I got these skis, man. And I had, I brought all these skis over to his garage and he's like, what are you doing with these? And I was like, I'm thinking about making chairs. Nice. <laughs> and then I just literally, yeah, just was in the garage, like from 6 p.m. till 3 in the morning, just hammering, nailing, sign. You know, the neighbors were probably like, what is going on? Like sparks are flying, skis are getting saw blades. And, uh, but I just started building these chairs and then they started actually turn out kind of nice. And I got a little knack for it. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So it gave me COVID to sum up. Yeah. COVID just gave me more time, free time to create art. That's awesome. That's cool. So as an artist, it's good. As a whole for the world population, it's not. But for artists and musicians, it's more of time for us to like really tap into new material, I guess. Sure. Yeah. It's always, you can't ever be upset about making the best of a bad situation. Exactly. Optimism, you know, it's all about your perception. It's like, you, okay, it's like you can stay, you know, just stuck and miserable, like in the dark, or you can be the light and go into that darkness and be yeah. like, I'm going to create and mold something beautiful out of this or try to make something Absolutely. just passionate, like from the heart. Yeah, that for people sure. are going to like, that's cool. That's what we have for dad number four. Uh, so number four, uh, this one's a bit of a different consistency in the last couple, uh, is uh, Georgia Pie. Georgia Pie is a sativa-dominant hybrid known for its distinct taste and smell of fresh-baked cobbler. Known for its more indica-like head and body high, this strain commonly leaves the smokers with a floating effect. We scored a gram of this batter at a shop in Marysville. Smells like home cooking. <laughs> oh, that's tasty. It's that's kind of that is right. It actually kind of looks like a oh, like wow. a pie crumble though. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's right. Oh that's yeah, that's how that's how that started yeah, last time. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that it's like not really that liquidy. It's super crumbly. Mm. That's not bad at all. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Thank you. So uh, you have a line of furniture you create using refurbished or reclaimed uh, equipment. Yeah. What are some of the challenges associated with using reclaimed materials versus uh, starting from scratch? Sure. So 
few points on that. Um, one of them is finding the material, finding that old material. And some of it is you literally like 80s or 90s skis or like water ski, like they don't make stuff like that anymore. Okay. So it almost, it's kind of a cool characteristic for the artistic piece just because it's so, you know, older or it's unique. But for one, finding the material. Um, and then I remember when I first started sawing through some of the skis, like just getting some of those bindings off on some of those oh, super yeah. old skis, like some of them have been... Like, I'd, we'd go to thrift stores, we'd go on Marketplace, we'd, you know, my friend and I would go on, um, you know, garage sale stuff and just, like, try and repurpose them and, you know, you guys are throwing these out, we'll take them off your hands and then we'll make multiple sets of them and then create spreadsheets and create a business, like, and figure out how to incorporate a vast production of them. You know, I probably made... 15 chairs, a few benches this summer. Nice. Um, with all the COVID free time, it just got, it was, an, it was like a little, it was insane. Like the workshop that we used, we would have like 50 downhill skis and like you could just pick from like 50 different, and then like water skis too. Water skis are a huge hit, especially for the summers. Oh, I bet. Yeah, like a three chair, you know, like a three ski bench. Um, that one was always fun because you big long water ski up, you know, like one on the bottom and two on the back, and then just like kick back on a water ski bench. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know a whole lot about like a ski equipment, but like, sure. is there any element of like disassembly you have to do for some of these pieces? This is what I was just, yeah, what I was gonna get to you too and elaborate a little more on is so there's like on these downhill skis in the water skis bindings, some of them, right. you know, we had drills and we'd be drilling them out. We'd, you know, by decent bits, but some of these were so rusted over, you, you know, just be like taking an actual screwdriver or just using up rink, you know, just, you'd have a dumpster and just throwing in like, there's a hundred ski bindings, just ripping them off and then sawing through the skis every time, you know, you'd have to have a bandana and glove, you know, like eye equipment and, you know, gloves on because they'd spark like oh, wow. insanely because oh, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy because you'd like, you know, put the saw blade on the ski and then just and just start like you know um so safety was a big precaution um you know i bet yeah it was super fun though i had a lot of fun making them um because my friend and i we did carpentry and like he does architecture and carpentry for the main facet but my skill set i just kind of like helped my friend grow this small business and then i was the ski chair dude yep. <laughs> and I did, like tech support and digital work because i'm going to college for IT work currently. I code nice. computers. I'm, oh, a nerd. Really? I'm, a, I'm a nerd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's my response to that. Awesome. Yeah. For number five, we have Caesar's Punch. Caesar's Punch. Which is a uh, another Sentiva dominant hybrid. Okay. Caesar's Punch is a hybrid known for its complex blend of earthiness, diesel, and mint, and has a tendency to leave the smoker with a serious case of the munchies. We found a gram of this crumble at a dispensary on Evergreen Way in Everett. Oh, that smells amazing. Wow. Yeah, like, I really it looks like, like a that one. moon rack, like a amazing consistency, amazing quality. Heck yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like a sandy texture. Yeah, yeah it's cool. All right. Let's see what <laughs> All right here. There it goes. 
Tchau, eu sou um antigo cara. <risos> that you have a, a unique style and sound to uh, your, your guitar playing uh, we wanted to ask um, like what, what would go excuse me what guitarists would you say have influenced your sound guitarists that influence um, Pink Floyd is probably one of my favorite bands David Gilmore I love Pink Floyd um, yes I got on a pulse Pink Floyd shirt right now um, I, got, <laughs> I got Pink Floyd tattoos I got the shirts now I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan um, Carlos Santana, huge yep. Santana yes. fan. Um, you know, Jimi Hendrix, huge fan, Clapton, um, just that. You know, Jimmy Page, um, you know, Randy Rhodes, Eddie Van Halen, Bless Their Hearts, yeah. uh, Tony Iommi, Black Sabbath. Uh, just, I really grew up, my, you know, parents would always have on classic rock or, um, grew up just listening to music, just growing up. And Absolutely. like, I got started playing guitar when I was super young, had a little black and white Fender Squire, oh, okay. um, you know, to just start out with. And when I was younger, I was always, I was taking guitar lessons and then I kind of gave up on it. I was probably eight or nine and like had my first guitar lesson. My parents were like, we're gonna get you guitar lessons. And then I couldn't really do it. Um, I just couldn't do it. And then I kind of gave up on it. And then we moved to where we moved in Minnesota from where we were living. And then I was probably 14 and I met my friend and then he suggested guitar tabs um, for like learning more of guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so I went online and then my buddy was like, yeah, man, there's like just these numbers, like numbers on lines and stuff. And like, instead of like traditional sheet music. And I started to just like get these tabs and print out, I would have like so much of my parents' printer paper was used <laughs> to printing guitar tabs. Like I would have hundreds just like printed out tabs and I would just, after school every day, I would, you know, go down to my room and just work on music for a long time, like, and just really channel and focus into music. And it, yeah, like it, It takes, it takes time to develop as an artist and grow and you can always grow. And it's just, I guess, finding that courage to grow or like finding that to step into that realm of like, okay, like things are starting to get real as an artist or not even real. You just, you can always improve as an artist and like, absolutely. Yeah. And just collaboration and just being open, like just opening up to the abundance of the universe and just like that, like that good. And then just being able to collaborate and meeting because there's so much cool work and art in the, in the world. Like, and now is a good time for people to refine more of their craft. I feel like as well. So yeah, absolutely with anything, <laughs> any profession you're in or any hobby you're in, you know, it's just, I feel like now is a good time to just like really get focused in on what you're good at and then just channel into positive energy into that and just choose 
optimism and like a positive mindset in approaching it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. That's just my thought. I'm just like rambling. And yeah, no, that's all good. That's, 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 that's what we're looking for. So what do we have for dead yeah, number what, six? We have here. So for number six is pineapple glue. Pineapple glue is a well-balanced hybrid known for its strong and distinct pineapple taste and smell, and its cerebral high that leaves the smoker calm and chatty. We scored a gram of this doughy crumble at a dispensary on 64th Avenue in Bothell. an album late last year before moving to Washington that's called Music to Mow the Lawn To. Yeah. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Music to Mow um, the Lawn To. What are <coughs> some of the things that you learned while you were producing that album that you would like to incorporate into future projects? Sure. So it was my friend um, Austin and I, we created this album and he, I grew up, like he was my next door neighbor friend like growing up as a kid. And he had moved out to the West Coast years prior, like a few years ago, and was working on music out here. And then he moved back from Portland to Minnesota. And he was like, hey, man, I've got my Taylor guitar. Do you want to make an album and work on music again? Like after all these years of not talking since we were friends, I'm like, let's make a band, man. (laughs) He was like, let's make, he's like, are we a band, dude? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, he's like, we've been friends since kids, man, like, let's take this, let's make a band, man. But we were, that album got recorded. We were like, all right, all right, like, we're going to do this. And we were in the, like, we were like, how do we get the acoustics to record this album? We were at a cabin in Minnesota and we were just like spending all day, you know, just like figuring out how, like, how do we record this? And then we, set up the acoustics it was like in the bathroom of a cabin and we like i had like an old guitar hero microphone like a usb microphone from like a guitar hero like a game growing up like like but it worked as a usb mic like a logitech usb mic oh yeah and then i was like okay and then i had um mixcraft for software from growing up as a kid and i was just like let's make an album man and then we Oh, uh, we recorded that whole album in like five hours because oh, wow. we like cranked it out. Like we had been meeting up and practicing for a while. Like we'd go out, I'd drive out, you know, with my Subaru and we'd be in like open farm country land where we would practice like, and he'd have his dog with, and we'd just be like <laughs> out in like farm country or just like no distractions and or just like be sitting by a lake in Minnesota to make the songs and create them. And it came, we really worked well together. Like the music was more about just like moving on from the past and like old relationships, you know, or just like moving forward and just, um, there is, you know, references a lot to alcohol in the album as well. Just like that, you know, I feel like in the world, there's like people who can control their alcohol and then, you know, some who can't so much and that's why cannabis i really enjoy because it's i just wish we had more of that over alcohol in the world 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you want to drink, <laughs> drink, man. Or if you want to smoke, smoke. But just don't, you know, be irresponsible. Like, just, yeah. There's a time and a place for everything. But. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Dabbing with Washington Artists. Make sure to share with your friends and click like and follow below for more great content. Also, check the links below for the uh, more information about the artists and some of their uh, current projects. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now.